for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, da, 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 da. What's up, guys? It's Tuesday, June 11, 2013. This is episode 84 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday night, attackoftheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm um, Matt Lee. Join me this evening via the magic of Skype. Eric, what's up, Eric? Hey, man. Uh, hey, question. Do you do you still lead the Android Underground? Or uh, Actually, I don't know, what's, I, what's happened with that? I retired and passed the torch on. <laughs> Uh, you're you're an a-hole. Uh, also joining us, we have Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Good to have you back. And also joining us from iPad Insights, Patrick Jordan. What's up, Patrick? Hey there. Good Doing to well. have you. How you you don't look as excited as I would have expected somebody to be after hearing about all of this revolutionary technology that Apple has come out with. I'll just can we start there, Eric? You watch the keynote on the Android side, and then we'll have Patrick uh, on the iOS side, and uh, Nick, you can moderate. Uh, Eric, is that how it's gonna be? That's okay. how it's gonna be. Your first point, Eric. Uh, I think that it looks better than iOS did before. Uh, problem with some people saying, oh. Well, Apple just took from Windows Phone or WebOS or from Android um, because there there is a lot of inspiration here. Uh, the only thing I'm hoping for is that this will stop all of the, you know, all the Apple folks saying, "Oh, Android stole this. Oh, you you're stealing this. Steal that. Steal." That. And and then just realizing that this is how the industry works is that people see what they like. You do some innovation, but you also you know copy your competition in the things that are successful. And I think that's what iOS did. Fair. I, I was thinking as I was hearing this, and on Google+, Plus, especially seeing all of the meme pictures of like Johnny Ives and all of this revolutionary talk, and then it's like Android+, plus Windows+, plus whatever. And if you think about it like chronologically, iOS was first, so they had this start, and then Google was like, that's cool, let's do that. So they copied... And then it kind of jumped, and it jumped, and it jumped, and we're finally to the point where, you know, iOS is kind of playing a little catch-up. And so now you're hearing all, everyone's like, oh my god, now they're copying. And it's like, well, you're working with, a, like, a rectangle, and you have to touch it, so there's only so many ways yeah. that can be accomplished. And now that both OSs are up to, to speed with each other, for the most part, it'll be interesting to see what... Like, what's the next now? Is it going to well, be? I think it's just Android people getting, you know, there's there's all these people with pent up rage because they've been hearing all of their snarky Why? iOS friends it's, it's for the past three years. Phone. And well, both I'm, Apple and Android, uh, without you know, they went for you know icons and applications, and you know, it, it's not new to, uh, you know, that's been going on for decades at this point. So adding it to a phone or or a tablet isn't necessarily anything new. You know, the issue is really with the design elements. You know, why, why do these screenshots of what's being presented at WWDC look exactly like 
ice cream sandwich uh, screenshots from two years ago. You know, they, you know, Apple goes on, you know, the various people at Apple go on about innovation, but I mean, they're, they're even down to the very, like, look of, like, live wallpapers or, you know, even the color scheme that's used, you know, it looks exactly like Android from a couple years ago for some of the things that they've come out with. It's not like anyone has an issue with them innovating or coming up with advancements, like they need a control center, they need, like, quick toggles and things like that. They need synchronized notifications. No one has an issue with that. The issue is they come out with the, you know, they spend, you know, 10 minutes of their, of their uh, conference basically throwing digs at, at Android for, oh, copying it, you know, mm. or I don't know, and they're doing exactly the same thing, you know. I don't know. That, that's the issue I have is that, you know, they're doing exactly, it's very hypocritical what they're doing in their own conference. Do you so. think there would be such animosity if it, there wasn't like this faux competition war between the two? It's like you get whatever works for you and whatever you like and whatever ecosystem you're locked into, especially now with things like Google Music and Play and all that stuff. Like it's the more content you accumulate in there, the harder it's going to be to shift to the other side. And Grant, like I was looking at screenshots and it looked like, okay, cool. It's nothing special. I'm glad we're all caught up. Seth Herringer joining us. What's up, yeah. Seth? Well, I mean, Apple, the thing that sets Apple apart from Google is they only produce high-end hardware. They don't produce your low-end smartphones and your low-end tablets. They only produce the high-end. So they come from that standpoint of, well, we only produce the best. Okay, fair enough. You're producing the best, you know, in this closed ecosystem that you help create. But, you know, they're trying to place all these digs against someone like Google, a company like Google, that their goal from the beginning is not just to hit the high-end customers. They're there to hit everyone. They want to provide services for everyone. They want to provide a free operating system that high-end manufacturers, you know, can produce products for and, and even, you know, for mid-range uh, devices and even low-end devices. You know, that's why we have, have this issue. So it's not like Google is exactly like Apple and therefore everything should apply. There should be some differences. Right. Know. Different companies, different. I mean, one's an ad company that's getting into this other space. One was a computer company from back in the day getting into this space that kind of started the space. And yeah. Patrick, what do you, what do you think? Um, I think a few things. I, I think I agree with what some of the things you said a moment ago, Matt, um, starting with the fact that the reality is there's a lot of borrowing that goes on in all directions. Right, and all industries, Microsoft right? Microsoft borrowed like... a lot of things. Android has borrowed a lot of things right from day one. Apple is certainly borrowing some things now. Um, and this has happened on the desktop for years too. Desktop operating systems have, you know, there's, there's very few unique features that are left over there. And the same again with browsers. You know, Chrome picked up this from Firefox. Firefox took this from wherever. The only one who doesn't copy is Internet Explorer because it's pure shite and it doesn't want to copy anyone. Um, I, I do think that um, one place where Apple is borrowing from that people are forgetting about quite a bit is the borrowing from the jailbreak community. A lot of these features and functionality that people are saying, oh man, that's copied straight from Android or it's copied straight from over here or over there, it's, it's actually, there's just as good a chance that it's being copied from uh, iOS jailbreak things. I mean, over the year, for uh, Control Center, just for one, with the you know ease of getting to your services toggles and adjusting settings, there's a jailbreak app called SB Settings that's been around since man invented the wheel, it seems like to me. I mean, 
I remember that in almost like 1.x jailbreak days. So, you know, that's another source of their borrowing. Yeah, um, well, I mean, something like that is long needed. You know, that's cool that they have it. And I don't think anyone, at least that, I, that I've read, has complained about that. Because, quite frankly, that's that's cool that they get something like that. Oh, I mean, it was I, only, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've been, I think, you know, I, I've been writing um, iOS wish lists for however many years now, five or six years. That one has always been close to the top. It's been stupidly difficult to just toggle Wi-Fi or 3G on and off for a bunch of years now. So absolutely, nobody can dislike that. Well, and even um, on Android, like the earlier versions, that was something only CyanogenMod had or only Custom ROMs had with the toggles in the in the notification drawer like that. So if for, right. I think, was it ICS that first brought it natively? Or was it, it might have been, yeah, I think it was ICS. I think it was Honeycomb. Or, it, was, right. it was in there. Right. So, I mean, what I, it's... What I'm sort of can... Go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, <laughs> fine, I will. Um... It's it seems a little concerning to me though. Like if you're if if I were an iOS um, if I were an iOS person that used iPhone and iPad, that the jump between um, the jump between like the gingerbread like the two two point X of Android to ice cream sandwich and beyond was such a stark difference, and this doesn't feel like it's as much of a as much of a, a change, if you will, like it, it, it has a new coat of paint on it for sure, and a couple little things here and there, but it doesn't feel as, I don't know, like life changing as the jump was from gingerbread to ice cream sandwich, and because of that, I don't know how how much this will help Apple in staving off people leaving the platform for yeah. Android. But do I you will th- say, I think that's I will say that's true. true. I'm sorry. I think that's absolutely true that it's not as much of a jump. I'll, I'll admit that in one second flat. Um, and uh, Matt, I think you asked me about being excited. I, I, honestly, I don't feel tremendously excited by iOS 7. Well, let me, Patrick, let, I was going to ask, is that because of where the two were at the time? Like, we needed a big jump because everything pre-Gingerbread was really crap. iOS ha- always had a fairly decent thing going, so the jumps didn't seem that dramatic until the notification stuff and all that. But it seemed like there you will see bigger jumps because of what we started with and what we have now. You know, there's... One yeah. thing I wanted to point out here, here's a mid-range phone from, I want to say 2009. It's like a Samsung Admire or a... Cricket, it's like Vitality on Cricket. This is a mid-range phone from, uh, I think, 2009. This is a kind of a high-end phone from 2011. This has ice cream sandwich on it right now. This literally has so little storage space that it would be impossible to put ice cream sandwich or jelly bean on it. Is that an Android? Reason, yeah, this is an Android uh, it looks Samsung like a feature phone, actually. Phone. <laughs> but this literally does not have enough space oh. to put ice cream sandwich on it. Like, I've, I've looked into it. it it's not going to happen. So... I mean, there's a reason right there for the fragmentation, but ice cream sandwiches has a lot of significant improvements over gingerbread, and it just takes up more space, and that's why you see some fragmentation, for example, because there is a significant change, and I'm not sure that's the case with iOS 7 over, like, iOS 6 or 5. We should, hey, uh, let's welcome Seth. Seth, what's up, Seth? Hey, Matt. Good to have you, man. How's it going? Good to be here. Awesome. Did you get your new uh, iPhone? (laughs) <laughs> no. Oh. Sadly, I uh, don't. I don't think I have a single Apple device in my house. 
And I'll say like the for for normal use case, I kind of the like my my standard is the people I work with because they're they're generally like normal users. They're not way into this. And like the the secretary was wanting to go from an old Sony Xperia to an iPhone, and I was like, you might want to wait to see what's announced. But seeing how there there wasn't really a new device, I don't that I saw there. Did they announce a new phone? There's no new phone. It's just a new OS, right? Uh, they they announced new Mac yeah. Pro is the only right. Uh, well, device. they also introduced the Airport Extreme and something else. I can't. Oh, the new Mac. Right. Book Air, I the think. Right. Mac, yeah, well, the Mac, Mac Air, Air and the Mac Pro. But if you're on processor, cool. if you're the on the Verizon site and you're like searching through and you see that you know this is, the this is the the old phone is free and the new one is like two hundred bucks, but there's an announcement like you you might wait, but then if nothing, I mean, you might as well just get it now. At that I point. will say this: Apple's probably going to come out with a lot of products for for the holiday. You know, we only got like two or three, you know, this time. But I think just like Google has been waiting to announce like their next slew of products, we're seeing the same with Apple. In the next month or two, it's going to be crazy. I think I think I heard Eric say, you know, I haven't spent that much time looking at iOS 7, just a little bit, Matt. Um, and I, I mean, I think I agree with what Eric said. If this is Apple's idea of a modern OS for mobile, that is like, you know, that is going to revolutionize and bring their sort of seemingly old OS, which everyone was agreeing was getting really dated, up into, like, the modern uh, era here. I just think that they have... This isn't going to be enough. All they did was put a fresh coat of paint with a few, you know, fancy icons, which is actually really interesting. You know, Matt, you know how much I love The Verge. (laughs) And uh, Topolsky over there has this great write-up called The Design of iOS 7 Simply Confusing. And he basically says, like, listen... This is not as greatly designed as we think it is. He's like the camera icon looks like a child's thing. The settings thing looks like a burner, like an actual like burner that you cook on. And he's like, you know, he he just didn't buy into this like Johnny Ive is God's gift to human design to you know design. And I think this is right. And there's really not that many new features that were added that I saw that looked all that interesting. A lot of it was like copying apps that were already existence. And the design is not that terribly intriguing. Uh, I really have seen this as sort of like, if this is the best Apple's going to throw out, I think Android's got nothing to like worry about um, going well, forward. Real quick, back to that fragmentation issue. iOS 7 is only going to come to the latest iPad, the iPad 4th generation or 3rd generation, and like the, the latest of their smartphone and tablet line and iPod line. So they're also creating fragmentation in their own yeah. yeah, but that's, that's their yeah, that's planned obsolescence, though. That happens like that's that's par for the course, and and people okay. in that ecosystem, I think, expect that. It's, okay. it's actually compatible with iPad two and onwards. So okay, that's, good. That's that's yeah, that's better. A few generations back. Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, like the thing is, is like Apple needed, in my opinion, to take some bolder moves than they took here, right? They just like I said, put a fresh coat of paint on. I mean, again, and Tobolsky says this, and I think the same thing. Like their weather app is still just like a cloud and a sun. And now there's not 73 degrees anymore, but you're like, surface some information. Have that be like a live tile or something that like tells me the current weather where I am, at least the temperature where I am, right? Instead, they're stuck with like the same old, um, you know, user UI stuff where it's like, press the button, now go into the weather app, see what's going on in the weather, now come out, you know, now let's go to multitasking. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like, I mean, Android's not perfect, right? But they at least have like, a vision of how to move forward. I think and Apple is like still stuck. They haven't done anything that was interesting to me. This whole iOS thing. They put a few new icons on. And I'm like, oh great. 
I, well, they're flat, um, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I think... I, I um, guess I was... Ex- I don't know if any, oh, go ahead. Do any of you guys read Kevin C. Toffel at GigaOM? Yes, I do. I, I like what he had to say this morning. I, I think had a lot of truth to it. He said... He talked about all the borrowing. He talked about Apple's borrowed a lot from WebOS, from Windows Phone, from Android, and from all over the place. And But he came around to the conclusion that, for him at least, that's okay, because he said he believes what Apple does the best of anyone is blends the hard, merges the hardware, the software, all these features and functionality and ends up with the best, smoothest user experience. And and he's a guy who's not an iOS fanboy. He's, he's actually a, a Chromebook fanboy. <laughs> yeah, he's a Chromebook guy. He's a Windows Phone guy. He's an Android guy. He's basically completely agnostic when it comes to platforms. And he, I don't think he's far off the mark there. Uh, I mean, to your point, Seth, I, I don't think there's anything really revolutionary in what was announced yesterday by any means either. But I think... That's kind of a style thing for Apple. Apple right. uh, innovates big time, you know, at certain points. They did with the iPad, they did with the iPhone, they, they did with the iPod. And then they kind of um, tweak and modify and enhance and, and they iterate slowly. And I don't think Apple feels like that's a problem, but the media and Wall Street think it's a problem. Well, well what else? I mean... Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying about the hardware and software integration. I think that's right, but it's like the software hasn't changed since, I mean, okay, it has changed. But the basic, you know, icons in this grid hasn't changed since, like, the first iPhone. Um, I just think that they need to, anyways. How many I, more I was ways? For, I mean, I like Apple. I recommend Apple to people who want things that are simple, who want things that are easy, you know, I want everything integrated in one. I understand there's different use cases, and so I recommend Apple to lots of people. Uh, I was just hoping that you know it's like throw a widget up there, throw some throw some, surface some information on the screen. Anyways, there's there's some other things too, but um, Seth's mad. There's no. Widgets. I'm sure this is how the focus group went. <laughs> this just is throw a widget on there. Where's the widgets? <laughs> Even if it's not a widget, you could have like something like a live tile. You know what I mean? Like uh, well, yeah. Throw yeah. throw something so I can see like not just that I have one message from you know I've got one new email. There's something that says, like, oh, I can just glance at my screen and see, like, oh, I can know these emails from these three people or something like that. You know what I mean? Anyways. So is this, say, are we all caught up now? Like, are we, is everyone cool? Like, are we good? You guys have music, we have music, you have this, we have this. Their their music service is very much like like our music service. So, again, that's, you know, their, what is it called, the iTunes radio? I'm not sure. Isn't theirs, like, more like Pandora than it's, like, Google Play All Access or not? No, because well, all access is more like Pandora. All they call them, they may just call them stations. All they, access yeah, but, does that though. It does. But isn't all access more like Spotify, and Apple is more like Pandora? Is, aren't, isn't that sort of a better, from my I understanding? Think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, it does have one selling point, uh, at least to my mind, which is that if you're an iTunes Match subscriber, where you, you know, uh, yeah. pay them an annual fee to upload all your burn content or your content that came from wherever um, DRM free then then uh, iTunes radio is completely free and free of ads so that that's a nice selling point yeah but only I if agree. you stick I, with that, your that's what I thought was the biggest music, one though, right is that right only if you pay for iTunes match so iTunes oh, match, iTunes I, match. Think, oh I see iTunes okay. match I think is $25 a year you know oh, but if you take 
uh, $8 a month or whatever um, Google Play Music All Access oh. is, you know, 25 a year for iTunes Match and then iTunes Radio for free. That's not too bad a deal, really. What's the yeah. limit? Like, what's because with this you get ten thousand songs. What's the limit on the iTunes? Is it just is it space or what? iTunes Match. I think there's no limit of stuff um, that I'm you put up. To it. I don't think there's any limit at all. Well, that's cool. Huh? One of the one of the things they don't have yet is like NFC support, but they of course haven't introduced any new like phones or tablets with that. But I'm still wondering if they'll adopt nfc like many of the other uh, many nfc is a cool idea but honestly like i don't maybe it's because where i live like none of the stores here use it like it's it's a pointless thing i always keep turned off because there's nothing to do with it but it's a cool idea like if you have that stuff unlocking your house and your car starting and all that but i don't know it was it seemed like a good day to be a writer that gets paid per click because i saw so <laughs> many stories so of much, like so much link bait yeah yeah did you get that's just oh man i like eight of them open they're all pretty much like <laughs> the same story so good job guys uh i guess we let's let's shift gears a little bit and talk about this e3 2013 attack of the android consoles uh article we've been talking a lot about android we did gaming. it guys we did it we're there Ooh. we made it did we have Wait, a booth? what are you talking about? Seth, look at this article right here. This article. Oh, is it in the drive? I haven't been in the drive. Oh, uh, no, I just put it in the chat for you there. But oh, okay. Anyway, they're, they're just talking about E3 and all. There was a lot of these uh, Android <laughs> Android consoles being announced. Isn't that great? That is hilarious. You we should solve super patent right. infringement, not patent. Um, <laughs> That's uh, weird. That's trademark. And copyright. That's trademark. All of the things. Is that yeah. what Eric said? Weird. <laughs> Everything. So we saw the the Nvidia Shield. We were talking about the Wiki, the Wiki Pad. There, there's like a ton of these. I mean, the Ooh Yeah, uh, which these. launched right? Didn't didn't the Wiki Pad launch or it's launching this week? Yeah, June 10th. Yeah, maybe it is out. What was it like three two forty nine or three forty nine or something? Two forty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad for Tegra three, right? <laughs> yeah. I've already got our Nexus Seven. I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I had, if I had the choice, I would probably just like if I if I had a kid that was of that age, I don't I don't know that I would get them this. I would probably just get them a Nexus device, but I don't know. I'd, I'm a mean dad, so maybe that's so. Eric, yeah. what what consoles are you like way into that are that are coming? Like Android. The uh, well, I'm still I'm still waiting on my on my you know Kickstarter edition Ouya, so <laughs> that's fun. Um, Do they ship no, there's to this... where you're at? They're supposed to. Hmm. It's ridiculous. That's too bad. Uh, answer your emails, Ouya. Jesus. Um, <laughs> the the one the one console though that that was talked about at E3 that I absolutely love. It's called the Hyperkin Retron Five. And awesome it's name. Android. I've based. never heard of it, but now I want it. Best name ever, right? I know Retron Five. It's it sounds like <laughs> a defunct sci-fi show. That's definitely it's the not. Name. It looks. It actually looks like a. It looks like a little spaceship too, um, but it's an Android-based console that emulates uh, nine different consoles: uh, NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis. Um, it, it does Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and the the interesting thing is is that it looks like it's not just. Uh, oh, it also has controller ports for all those old ones. So if you still have your original controllers, you can plug them in. Really, um, that is and cool. It, wow. 
That's way cool. It just it doesn't just work off of ROMs either. You can act, it has cartridge slots. You can put the games inside of there like it was the the original system. How big is the system? <laughs> it's it's not that big. Click on the link. It, it looks like it's about as big as the um, maybe a little bit bigger than the mini Super Nintendo that they put out in the early nineties. Um, and it's under a hundred bucks. Like that is just too cool. It looks like the so- old. Like, remember there's the normal SNES, and then there was, like, the Japan SNES? That's what it looks like. Yeah. That's cool. I want one. And it's interesting, too. I mean, I know this is... A lot of this came from a press kit, so take it with a grain of salt, but some of the screenshots they have in the article um, showing how they're they're cleaning up things, and they do a zoom uh, of you playing a game on the Retron and a zoom playing it on the original Super Nintendo... And like the pixels are much clearer. It's yes. it's really neat. Good shader. That's right. I love that shading. Yeah, yeah. I want. So that's my sh- that's my show and tell. Congratulations. Nice. Uh, it'll be sitting there with your ouya. Yeah, there, I, at some point I think I'm just gonna have to get a separate TV for the office because I have so much crap hooked up to the TV in the living room. There's no more room. What are you going to do with all these consoles and all these Google TVs and Apple TVs and Roku's? Eric, did this seriously happen at at the E3 Expo? Did did the Ouya truck get blocked by a trailer and then someone <laughs> called the cops? Like is this for real? Yeah, it's it sounds like an episode of Cops, but it's not. It's just Ouya. An episode um, of Reno 911. You know, I'll you know, we've talked about this Ouya a little bit. I said this before, but the whole idea that Ouya does intrigue me, but I'm not going to buy it until I can play the games I've already purchased from the Play Store on it. Like, once someone sells a $100 thing that I hook it to my computer, I mean, hook it to my TV, where I can play the stuff I've already bought from the Play Store with a nice controller, I'll buy that. Like Blue Stacks? No, that would be cheating. <laughs> like a PlayStation. I have a TV in my office, but Matt made me turn it off. but yeah i think we talked about before on the show that you can clockwork mod it and then put you know that's more work than i want to do well of course so it's fair enough but i mean i think that what you're what you're saying as a consumer is correct people don't want to rebuy things um but from ouya's point of view they're not making money on the console their whole shtick is this thing's 99 dollars. it's so cheap that they're making their money on the apps so the the sweet spot is them would be them getting game exclusives, having people like Enix who sort of put their toe in the water with Final Fantasy three, getting them to you know port games specifically for the Ouya that you can't get or that wouldn't make sense to have on tablets and phones. Um, they're just they're not there yet, and it, it'll if it happens, it's probably you know, a year off before you start really seeing, you know, uh, great games um, pop up uh, quite frequently. Hey. That, that, that's, the, that's the way it is on pretty much any console that comes out. Usually they don't have all, all the titles out at release. They they sometimes don't even have all the titles out, you know, a year or two in. So, yeah, I'm not worried. But for, like, old school consoles, I feel like each Those each console <laughs> had its own, like, hero. Like, when the Nintendo came right. out, they had Mario ready to go. And when yeah. Sega came out, they had Sonic ready to go. It's like, Android needs its own, like, you know, killer title. I mean, there's a ton of games to choose from, but I don't know if... 
Super Android would, Brothers, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, something like that. That would be ridiculous. But you guys remember those old school Mad Cats controllers that were like third-party controllers, and they were kind of poopy back for like... I, I feel like I had one for the Super Nintendo. It was just crap, but... They had to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this company's like making an Android console now also called the Mojo. <laughs> it's like basically this says on Kotaku that it's a, a supercharged smartphone with no screen that plugs into your flat screen TV to bring the living room experience to mobile gaming. <laughs> it's got game smart controllers, mice, keyboards, headsets, the entire ecosystem of gaming peripherals. I thought what it kind also of will have Google Play access. Nobody when it, when knows it yet. What's that, oh, okay. Nick? I thought it may have like Google Play access when it comes out. Although I don't know. Uh, that that would be cool. I'm not sure. Uh, Eric asked what kind of processor. They're saying a Tegra Four would be smart, of course, but no one knows yet. So uh, companies always do what's smart, so it's a safe bet. Uh, right, safe bet. Tegra Three. All right. <laughs> yep. It it's cool looking. I mean it. It kind of looks... No, it's not. You don't think so? It's it's, not, it looks like a doorstop. It looks like my passport hard drive. Uh. If you if you flipped it on end, <laughs> that's totally it. Oh. Needs more, a, more sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. But honestly, if it works like that, I don't care what shape oh. it is. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys That's think true. of the piece on GigaOM about Google buying Waze for 1.3 Instagrams? <laughs> it's pricey for a company that already has Google Maps. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I love Waze. I think if they merged the two, I would not have to switch back and forth between Ingress, Waze, and Google Maps. So that would yeah, be I hear, cool. I hear Waze has better like traffic, like a better idea of like what's going on as far as issues with traffic and stuff like that. Yeah, the back end Waze stuff, like if it knows you're on a road that has a set speed limit and you're going way slower than that, it'll take that into consideration. And if it gets a couple reports from a couple people that way, and that's just automatic. And then on top of that, you can actually report stuff. It's kind of like Trapster was back when Android was first getting popular, and it was like, if you see a cop and a speed trap, report it. And then Waze came out and was like, if you see anything, like, <laughs> report it and take a picture of it and all this. And, yeah, and they made it, like, they made a game out of it. I, I remember if this is more to give Google things or to take things away from others like Facebook. or. That's kind of what it seems, industry. right? Like a, a little defensive pawn moving uh, in this game. I, I could kind of see that. What would that do just for their patents, like Motorola? <laughs> what would that do for Facebook, though, if they would have gotten it? I mean, would that then transfer to Microsoft and they would make Bing Maps better? Or, like, I don't. Would Apple have? I mean, Apple wasn't really looking Apple at ways. They didn't want ways, did they? They were in talks. Of, that's the rumor, at least. So it was Facebook, I, I but think, they both bailed. I think Apple should have been trying to get them, yeah. That should have been there first, right? And I mean, if you go into Waze for Nav, you can search, and it supposedly pulls from like all these different places. Google Maps being one of them. So, I don't know if Google. Question, would then... I mean, one of the questions that I have is: Is Google Maps already pulling down the same information that Waze pulls down? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, if it does, by it's having not an Android you. phone, um, 
pull down the same sort of location, speed, all that information that Waze pulls. If Google well, is pulling that, they're not using it in any way that's useful to us. Like, Waze are you sure is. they're not? Like, so you don't think that as I drive, I have my GPS on, Google knows where I am. You don't think that's coming into maps? And I'm saying showing... if it is, they're not showing it to you like Waze is actually. Uh, well, it could be in their time. traffic, right? It, it may only matter if you're actually running the maps application. Like when, when I leave in the morning, I turn on the little travel indicator so I know. You know, if there's going to be a traffic jam or kind of what I'm looking at in terms of time, maybe when that service is up, that's when that's provided. Hmm, maybe they mean, are. Do you I mean Waze or do you mean Google Maps? With Google Maps. Yeah. I think uh, I'm pretty sure that's how Google does it. I don't think your phone, just because it's on necessarily, would provide the information. But if the app like like Waze or Google's Maps is on, that, then it'll provide that information. Well, so maybe. here's the thing, right? So if Google Maps is actually pulling down the same information that Waze is pulling down, like, right? then this is less of a good buy for them, and it's more of a buy just to stop Apple or Facebook. I don't know. What does Facebook want information for anyways? I don't well, what that. about all the other information but, Waze has and the way well, I that... Think it, I there's think a, there's a race for, like, Facebook and Yahoo to, to kind of emulate what Google's been doing to get a lot of the success that Google has. You know, Google yeah. bought YouTube. Yeah, but you Facebook know. has no interest in becoming Facebook Maps. I mean, that no one would use... I mean, I don't think so, do they? Like, I think they would just use that as another service and another hook into Facebook and ways. Another therefore. signal? So you think Facebook yeah. would have created Facebook Maps? No, I think they would have... It would have just been a Facebook app called Oh, Ways. I see what you're saying. They would have Facebook kept Waze as Waze. Waze you know, I see what you're saying. Whoever yeah, would yeah. use it, they wouldn't remove the name because there's still some yeah. clout I mean, so name. I mean, here's the thing that I could see this being very useful for Google is... Maybe uh, if like people who are using Apple or something, right? I mean, maybe there's a segment of, of users who don't use Google Maps on either Apple or Android, but use Waze. You know what I mean? And so uh, Google could be pulling in better. It'd be interesting if you're data. running Waze and Google Maps. If what kind of information both are pulling, yeah. you know, to their service. Yeah, yeah. And how much yeah. and how big the population is that? Of people that are using Waze, let's say on Apple, that aren't using Google Maps or something like that. Or, I, yeah, I don't know. That was one that was recommended. Is that what you just said? That okay. When when Apple I don't know. Maps, maybe I mean, they Matt, just you, buy you said all they the have other information iOS that Google Maps. Maps doesn't have. Well, it's all the user submitted data, right? Yeah, I mean, that, like, traffic. They have a huge like community and huge backend servers that are constantly processing all this stuff. But uh, on the article here, it says Google Maps also has traffic data, and it is also based on real time information, which comes from other users of the service who have their GPS location turned on. So it it's, is. It's pretty accurate, it but I don't find it nearly as useful as Waze. So it's in what they're what they're getting out of all that information and then returning back to the user as in like here let's hmm. like check this out this is really useful so i don't know well in an ideal i mean in an ideal world they um cuz the guys who created ways have created something pretty powerful yeah there's a huge like community you can say, around Matt, they're, they're, like, they provide a different sort of information it's community powered and all that so i mean isn't the ideal for Google not to put those guys out to pasture, but to let them build some of that into Google Maps properly and officially and everything. That would be yeah. cool. That's what everyone wants. Well, how much engagement does Google have in, like with MapMaker and things like that? I, part of it could be, and I don't know that this is worth 1.3 Instagrams, but part of that <laughs> could be, um, you know, they're buying, they're buying uh, social engagement, customer engagement. Um, right. is a big part of that. Well, so if you take everything we just mentioned and it all like that's all pretty much worth 1.3 Instagrams, I guess. If you're Google and you have billions of Instagram, like it doesn't matter. I thought, you know, I so. think this is a bubble, 
and that these companies, good for them, they got the check, congratulations, uh, but it, it Instagram while... wasn't worth a billion, this is not worth 1.3. Right. Um, it's, it, it's a bubble, and... You know, it'll it'll right size, I'm sure, at some point in the near future. You got to get it while the getting's good. That's what I'm saying. We I'm getting s- my ways on. Should we sell now, or should we wait? <laughs> I hey, E3's already copying us. I say we just cash out right now. Ooh, is this, we're taking off. Is this it? <laughs> this is it, guys. <laughs> uh, we should mention. Uh, you know how the Facebook home and and all that. Um, it's interesting what what they're doing now that CNET reporting about Facebook gonna kind of we saw this with the update right they didn't use Google Play Store they used their own kind of update thing and now it looks like they're gonna bring all of these other other apps you know to be distributed that way through the main Facebook app so we have Messenger camera and whatever else they're gonna make or that already is out there I don't use a lot of this Facebook Android stuff because it's poop but <laughs> you know. So what happened? I just to see what the changes are like. But yeah, Why did Facebook Home fail so bad? I thought everyone was like, oh, this is great. All I mean, because all of those hardcore Facebook that? users didn't want it? What's up? Who, who wants that? F- hardcore Not, Facebook users. A person that I know that, that even remotely wants that. I mean, most people are annoyed with Facebook even as an app. Yeah. Nobody wants it taking over their phone. Yeah. Nobody that I know. Do you think initially they were banking on out of all of these billions of crap on our site that people are using, some of them are going to want this, and that's going to translate into a a pretty decent number, except that it didn't. I just think they should have made their app better instead of trying to make a new experience, like a whole new experience. That's because obviously that flops. So if they may, if they can maybe improve their their app. I mean, everyone loves you know chat heads. Well, a lot of people like chat heads, so. Maybe there's hope they can put some more effort into the application itself. Well, and it, and if it did nothing else, at least Paranoid Androids, Halos, Halo yeah. does, <laughs> does chat heads, and it brought that whole overlay it, that was always there, right? And people just never used it until – because Facebook Messenger was the first app I've seen that asked for the overlay permission. So And yeah. now you're starting to see more. I so, never even knew a feature like that existed, to be honest. I've never heard of anything until that. So myself, Yeah, so. So, and, and that's cool that Paranoid Android is taking advantage of this. We talked about uh, their, their chat head notification system quite a while ago when it was being tested and all that, but uh, it's getting close to being finished. Is it? It's not fully finished, right, Eric? This is still work in progress, of course. It's still work in progress, but the looks, big thing is that now it's open source. And it looks awesome. And, one thing, just going back to the Facebook Home, I I don't think that Home was was bad. I'm just not a Facebook user. I I literally I do not use Facebook. I log in maybe once every three or four months, so I don't think that it's bad. I think that the reason why it failed was because it was only available on like it launched with one phone, and then it like one physical phone, and then you could download it onto a handful of other devices like the Note 2, the Galaxy S3, things that were you know, you would have to be on the leading edge, which I'm sure a lot of their customer base is not. So they they purposefully, you know, narrowed down their audience to a to a relatively small number, and didn't get any adoption. And then they said, "Oh, geez, why why isn't why doesn't anybody want to use this?" Well, it's because most of your people can't get it. It's a good. They point. need to be I able to run also... on that piece of crap that that we saw earlier, the 19. I mean, the 2009 phone. I think yeah. they also just got too cocky. I think they misjudged 
mobile and, and got too arrogant. I, mean, I think you're right, yeah. The, most people, the, the whole concept of a smartphone is that it's versatile and it does 101 useful things for you, whether, whether they're entertainment things or fun things or productivity things. It's not about one single application. And if it was about one single application, the last one it would ever be would be Facebook. But yeah. that's aren't they used to that <laughs> siloed like that's kind of their model on the web, and they tried to bring that over to a a device that is completely not siloed, and it just right. That's what I'm saying. Work. They misjudged yeah. mobile, and, and they're too cocky. Yeah, I think they could have just built a better app, maybe a better widget, or even had something along the lines of that blink feed kind of situation where it's a home screen, but it's not everything. You have to get to anything through it. So, I think just just make the app better. Like I yeah. I don't use that app on my phone because it just makes the whole phone lag worse than it already does. So I found uh, I think Friendcaster, and that that works. But I don't use it as much now, and I would probably use it more if your app worked better. I use the it's messenger. Getting a little the messenger better with the last good. couple updates. What's that? It's getting a little better with the last couple updates on, on both Android and iOS. I think. Yeah. It's always been pretty good on iOS, from what I've read. I mean, not as it has. I should rephrase that. It hasn't been as bad on iOS as it has been on Android. Like making your whole device just crap and and all that. Well, I mean, I'm I'm running it on my. Galaxy Note 2 right now, and I'm running on my iPad Mini, and it's pretty. I would say it's equally like st- stable, solid. That's cool. uh, on each one. I only have the newer version on the tablet and the Nexus 10. It does run pretty good on that. I just assume <coughs> that's all the RAM and processor the Nexus 10 was throwing at it. But I'll have to re-download it and see if it if it's better. Uh, you should though definitely check out the video on uh, this Engadget article they have showing what Halo does and and all that and. I, I want it. I kind of want to put this on my, my GNX right now. Yeah. Android to... just came out of it feels it feels like it came out of nowhere. I'm sure it was I'm sure it was there. Like I saw it last year, um maybe nine months ago, I wanna say, or a year ago. So it's been around. Is it but, just nobody um, knew what to do with it until Facebook was like, here's what you do with it? I I that's Well no, weird. it just was iterating the this guy that did paranoid android just started iterating the crap out of it yeah um maybe maybe you, when you have a good rom um the community likes to flock to it and that's why you get like these um like back in the day for for the evo it was this uh this warm it's called warm the warm rom for the uh for evo 4g uh had a lot of community support behind it when you have a really good rom and a very uh active and involved developer initial developer these teams just get created overnight and it's really cool what they can do and that's what happened it feels like from what i've seen with paranoid android you know what's even more awesome is that these teams do that and they iterate quicker than these giant like code farms that are making all the software for these big companies that it just seems like it takes forever to get an update you know yeah and most of the time they're doing it without without having access to the uh source code the original code. Right. They, all they have is the AOSP to work off of. Having a hack around it. What, Patrick? I was just saying that I, that all sounds very similar to the jailbreak community. Yeah, yeah. You often find that you know a couple of guys on the dev team will you know do amazing things in the course of twelve hours that much bigger development groups take longer to do. Do uh, do any of you guys uh, use Verizon FiOS at all? Like, does anybody, nobody, okay. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Here. I know, Eric, you do, right? 
I just wanted to mention that they, they have an app now that you can watch live TV and video right on your, your little device through this Fios. If you're a Fios subscriber, I don't use this either. So I just thought that was interesting that they're doing that now. Go is Verizon. this on any connection, or do you have to be on your home connection, which is the Verizon Fios? Uh, it looks like you need to be on your connection. Or no. Stream live on man right to there. It doesn't say. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I think the the comment at the bottom it says for all the 100 people that have FiOS, right? <laughs> I think that sums it up. But cool nonetheless. Yep, go Verizon. Yay. Uh, did you see Acer coming out with some Android PCs, a prototype N3220? It's kind of cool. I I don't know if I would replace like I'd still I mean just recording podcasts and do I don't think you could do that on it just because of the software, but. Maybe if someone made that software, I'd like to see Centrillium bring cool edit back. <laughs> but pretty cool. I don't even know what you just said. Centrillium made cool edit, and then Adobe <laughs> bought it and turned it into whatever the crap, and it sucks. Audition, Adobe Audition. Yeah. Anyway. Jerks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, there was a Computex in Taiwan that Acer was showing this thing off at, twenty-one point five inch display. And that's the only spec that they're divulging. What, oh, that's not good, <laughs> right? It's interesting. All these, um, all these Asian manufacturers are like they're they're tinkering with the idea of having computers running on Android. Uh, maybe I, maybe they don't like paying Microsoft anymore. Well, I'm not last, quite sure. Didn't we talk about last episode that AMD was ditching Windows exclusivity to uh, do some some Android compatible? So so that maybe that plus this and there you go. Well that's I mean AMD is they're just they're just worried because once the once the i processors came out from Intel they they haven't been able to compete whatsoever. So you yeah, know they're looking at the mobile market have, and thinking have, well Intel's been, not doing well, maybe we can do okay. Yeah. Well the one thing is they haven't really been able to compete like uh, on the CPU side of things, but on the GPU they still produce like if you Remember, Intel graphics is, is just a phrase. It's it's still not that good. I mean, they have high fill rates for their uh, GPU, but the level of detail and the complexities that they can do isn't that good. So AMD with you know the ATI you know graphics, uh, I think that they they kind of make up for that for that. So you may see like tablets with really good uh, you know gaming ability, you know even if they're not the most powerful. So I don't know. That's a, no, that's a good point. Uh, given that, given that AMD and ATI uh, are the same company now, that um, we want these, we want these like uh, systems on a chip. And if you know, they they might have a leg up just given that they have the video, you know, all of the historical and uh, knowledge from from ATI uh, inside their company. That that could be really interesting if they could make that happen on tablets. Or ooh yes. Or ooh yeah. yes, better yet. Well, if you take a look at the most recent consoles from Microsoft and Sony, they're both built on AMD architecture, the whole thing. So, I mean, we may see something, maybe not as sophisticated or high-end, but we may see something similar for Android. So, One day, that would be cool. Anything else we want to talk about before we do our app picks? Was there anything else we didn't get to? I think that was all of it. Seth? I, I want to call out Patrick's... Patrick's uh, contribution of the tumblr the johnny ive redesigns ah yes um, good that was hilarious the, yeah, it's very funny 
Just the one, the one picture that has Steve Jobs that he's looking into Johnny Ives and he says, "Use this only in case of emergency, Johnny." And it's a, it's a packet of LSD. <laughs> and then they show the new, the new iOS. Uh, I think that's that's my favorite. Steve Jobs has a ever- pretty famous quote. Um, have you watched any of the videos with, all, with him and Bill Gates over the years at conferences and stuff? And Gates is always really gener- quite generous towards Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs is pretty much harsh back towards Gates. And, and one of his lines about Gates was that he really, he really would have been a, a much better person if he would have dropped acid a couple times. Oh. Ouch. Really? Yeah, I need to get I'm paraphrasing. That. That's not his exact words, but he that's the gist of it, is that Gates would have been a more creative, better guy in almost yeah. every way if he would have dropped acid. I honestly, I We would think, have had Windows 8 in the 80s. I think Jobs should have... <laughs> I think Steve Jobs should have ate more acid because you get to a point where the ego dies and you're reborn this new enlightened person. I think he was like just short of that spot because he also had quite the the ego. He would have been enlightened? More so than, and less of a dick, I think. But that's one of those things. A lot of times, maybe if you took the ego away and the and the sort of dick yeah. area of his personality, he, he might not have done all the things he did. That's a good point. Yeah, it takes, yeah. I agree. Okay. Oh, hubris. Yes, hubris. <laughs> Machismo. Uh, Eric, give me an app pick, please. I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Final Fantasy four. Four. Is that what that Roman numeral? Yes, it's Final Fantasy four. <laughs> and I did not provide a link. I, that's I give fine. you Google. I'm pretty sure people can shot. find it. Tell us about it. First and foremost, how much is that app, Eric? I don't know, fifteen ninety nine maybe. Oh, is that all? <laughs> Not sure. Oh, that's legit. Yeah, it's you know what? It's a Final Fantasy game. It's very nice. I like the way that they've done these, like the Final Fantasy three port. I don't, I don't like the. They've been doing an experiment where they've started to, they've started to break up games where you buy them like in chapters. So you play like the first part of the game, then you have to buy the next chapter. I think that's kind of hokey. Because so, then you end up spending like thirty, forty dollars. So when you say fifteen ninety nine, uh, you mean three easy it's payments of fifteen ninety nine. So it's like sixty bucks <laughs> by the time you're done yeah, with the it's game. Like it's like subscription service, right? It's fifteen ninety nine a month. So it's uh, it's a nice game, and I like the way that they they ported it over the touch controls, just like um, you know, with like the folks at Rockstar did with Grand Theft Auto. They they make it feel natural to be on a tablet. Uh, so now I'm just waiting for it to show up on the Ouya store. Not even joking, because Final Fantasy three on the Ouya is is really fun. It's gonna happen. What what about yep. the whole? Yep. Is it gonna be just designed normally, so it's gonna be just a straight over port rather than having the redesign for the touch on the Ouya? Well, the the whole thing with the redesign for the touch is um is that it's it's something that's easily taken away. So it'll be it'll look like the same game. It'll probably look more like the uh, Nintendo DS port, right. which is what this was based off of. But gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's nice. I mean, go out. You should you should check it out. If you like Final Fantasy IV, you're probably going to buy this anyway. Just don't buy any of that, you know, paper chapter crap. <laughs> I want the whole thing, and I want it right now. Exactly. Awesome. Oh, and you know, just a side note: people have said that this doesn't work on rooted device. Devices. Um, I have not run into that problem, but 
you know, just a word of warning. If you do have a rooted device, maybe try it right away so that way you're still within that refund window if it does not work. Good thinking. Nick, I you, know. you got an app pick, Nick? Yes, and I actually came with with it only briefly once you asked about it. <laughs> but uh, um, actually, uh, the Google Keyboard, if you have a Nexus device, you've already got it. But for everyone else, you can now download it on the Google Play Store, and it's free. Awesome. Good app pick. Uh, Patrick? Yeah, that is, that's a really good app pick. I like that app pick. Isn't that right, Eric? Isn't that like a great app pick? Yeah, no, it's good. That, that is good. Uh, Patrick, do you have an app pick? Yeah, well, first thing, I'll second the Google keyboard. I've been using that since the night it came out, and I think it's excellent. Can I? Okay, um, hold on, hold on. I, can I direct your guys' attention to the Google Doc where under app picks next to my name, it says Google keyboard? It is? <laughs> Oh, I can't read. Ah, that's cool. No. Okay. Oh, well, that's I was only perfect. seconding it. <laughs> yeah, we um, all really like your app pick. Yeah, <laughs> he beat me to it, so fair game. Why can't I we all do, let's just all pick Google Keyboard. Can I'll we do all Final just Fantasy say that, that Google Keyboard is is the show's app pick for wait, wait, this wait. week? Gmail. And Gmail. Oh, no. I'm going for I, Gmail. I got, and the I new calendar. New calendar also is good. I, I got one more, Feedly. And uh, Feedly. I'm, I'm still an RSS fan. And Google Reader is about to be shut down on July 1st. And Feedly is one of the apps that's doing it there, uh, providing a replacement backend sync service. Uh, in fact, they updated today to say, basically, uh, be happy in your retirement, Google Reader, because our thing is, is going. Other apps are going to use their sync service as well. Um, and it's a really nice app. Uh, and... Um, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm saying this, but I actually like the app better on Android than I like it on the iPad at the moment. It's a really cool app on on the on Android. It's excellent. I agree. I was I was very impressed. I wasn't really a Google Reader person, but I've been getting frustrated with Google Currents because I just don't like the new UI. Really, Eric? Um, Currents not yeah not working. It's they changed a couple of things. Huh. Um, like I can't I can't tell it to automatically download all like pre-download all the pictures because mm-hmm. if I want to read it in the car, I don't have an internet internet connection. Mm-hmm. I want them to cache everything, um, and now I have to like pin. I have to go like manually and pin each each uh, RSS feed to do that, which is kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> but Feedly, I've been I've I've loved it. I think it's great. Uh, though I am still holding out a little bit of, little bit of hope, you know, just some, the home team advantage for when Shane Brady's uh, competitor comes out. But uh, until then, I'll just use Feedly. Well, it's a pretty good sign that Feedly. Uh, some other leading RSS apps have signed up to use Feedly's sync service. Like the Press uh, RSS app is going to use Feedly's sync service. The um, Reader. Uh, app, which is really popular on iOS, is signed up to use Feedly Sync service. So you know that's a pretty good endorsement. Yeah, they they did a they did a really smart thing by, I mean it, it was ballsy um, because if if they fail at this, then they're gonna really look bad. But to step up and say we're going to be the new back end to all this stuff, we'll be right. the new RSS. Um, I mean that was <laughs> it was a it was a good move. Do you think Google's like renting them server space? So that it will scale, because that's—I mean—do they know what they're getting themselves into? What if Google into? is Feedly? Whoa! <laughs> what if the NSA is Feedly? Oh God! 
Could you imagine? I could. Okay. Well, good. I should mention there was some some good updates. Uh, we, we used Tweetcaster a lot, and it was kind of starting to lag, and the update like kind of fixed all that. So that's that's a good app. And the Weatherbug app is awesome now, more awesome now. And really? the Sparks thing, it was lightning here, and I've never had a chance to try this out. So I was like, whoa, it's lightning. I should go get it. And it's totally like right on. It's like you're at a level eight. You need to get inside right now. And we were like, does it know if you go inside? And I went inside. It doesn't. But it shows you where the lightning's hitting around you. <laughs> what a great endorsement. And granted, does I didn't know. Like, nope. I didn't go outside and look where it said there was a strike and, like, verify that there was charred tree. But it looked about right from where I was standing. So I think it's interesting that Weatherbug is. Uh, so on. you're saying on the phone it's okay, even though on the computer it, it was, like, Early it spyware. was like early malware, right? Isn't that weird? That's the same weather bug. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, no, it's an awesome app. I've been using it since the Droid. Like that was the one and only weather app I've ever used. And yeah, maybe it is taking. Maybe that's why my phone's all messed. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so laggy. I know, right? <laughs> all those Russian pop-ups and chat heads. Yeah, no, I, they they make good stuff. They must have got their act together. I'm thinking they got in, made a bunch of money with that. What did you call it? Spyware with malware? And then got out. <laughs> yep, that is the term. NSA program. And now they're legit. Or that. It's all your information. Or that. All right. Uh, Seth, good to have you back. Yeah, yeah. So I have... Um, so we recently had our first child. And so the one app that I'm, we've been using is something called Feed Pro. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's sorry like guys for you who are parents, they're going to turn me out for a minute. But it's actually a cool app. It like, uh, you can press a button and they like tell how long you're feeding, and you can upload it to the server and download it to different devices, so they have automatic backup. So you automatic can literally, syncing, nice. you can literally keep track of how much your child has eaten in its entire life, assuming that he is a oh. he. It's a she. She. She's, yeah. she's a she. Okay. Until you, Assume... until you get off the, uh, I mean, until you probably move to solid foods, and it's harder. But if you're Does breastfeeding, it... then this is a pretty good. Does it keep track of calories? Is it like a? Well, <laughs> is it like a Fitbit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you just strapped with, a, with a Fitbit baby on Fitbit. It. That's right, yeah. baby <laughs> Fitbit. <laughs> does is it there like a re... that goes with it? Does it <laughs> remind you when to feed? Like, man, I it does. I feel like I haven't yeah. fed my baby in a long time. I should go. No, because you're breastfeeding. I mean, again, you guys this more than you're are you breastfeeding. You need to feed it every three <laughs> hour, two to three hours. You know what I mean? And so uh, they have a reminder, like an alarm that'll beep every three, two to three hours. You can set it for however long you want, but hmm. uh, doesn't the baby kind of do that inherently? Like when it screams and well, yeah, but. I mean, they I would say just that record that it. as your notification and then tell it like every time, and then you would just oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, they say that you have to feed it whether it screams or not, so you have to wake <laughs> it up. I think you're getting some bad parenting advice there, that's, bud. That's good advice. <laughs> just eat. And the child services tell you that. <laughs> CP. That's terrible. Seth, congratulations. You guys, you guys have babies, and then you tell me what they tell you. About never them. having a baby. My younger brother had a baby. I'm never doing that. And we'll see what happens. So no. yeah, so it's a great it's a great app for people who want to. Uh, feed I mean, baby. you know, it's a pain to rail this stuff down. And you feel it when you fed when you know they fed last, and it also keeps track of. I mean, again, 
bowel movements if you want to. I mean, like, you have to keep track of this stuff for babies. Make Does sure your wife like right. it too? What's that? She loves it. Yeah. Does she? Kefco yeah. made the poo the poo log. So I mean, you could use a separate <laughs> app. I mean, I can show I can show you guys my well, but this is now I haven't updated mine for a couple of days now because Laura's just doesn't hers, but it doesn't sync between devices. What's up with that? It, yeah, no, it does. Ah. I just haven't pressed the button. <laughs> so this is what it looks like. My phone has Pretty no cool. buttons. And so you can press like left or right to keep track of your feedings, and then wait. Oh. There's a left feeding and a right feeding. I don't understand. Yeah, Matt, that. think about why that would be. <laughs> I don't know. Why are you talking about feeding like you're the one doing it, weirdo? I'm not. Okay. I just make sure we're clear on that. Yeah, all right. But anyway, so Uh, That's awesome. Good app pick. Better than mine, which is Google Keyboard. So, all right. And I think we should should say, you know, as a show, congratulations to Seth, first kid. Yes. Good job. You did it. Can we call you Father Seth from now on, or do we have to wait till you get your PhD? Well, doctor. I still wouldn't be father anyways. Doctor yeah. Father Seth? You will go on yeah, to be doctor. a pastor once you're done sick of teaching these kids. Right, exactly. Here, I'll try to show you a picture of her. We saw the one that got passed around on Anne. That was, was pretty oh, yeah, right. That's right. Okay. Well, here she is more recently. Oh, that's hard to see. Oh, there you go. Cute. She's cutie. Now, do you guys oh, feel Do you guys feel three like weeks. because... No, uh, almost three weeks. Because Gina Trapani on All About Android has a baby that Seth wanted to one-up her and have his own baby? Or was this... <laughs> did you plan this long before that, or what? How long ago did she have her baby? I don't really watch All About Android. I know I know who Gina is. I know the show, but I haven't watched it in a long time. I don't know, a while ago. I think oh, okay. if Joshua Topolsky had a baby that Seth Then would, I would do it. We <laughs> all know about that. <laughs> all right. Then I, I would do it. That's awesome. That's going to do it for us. Attack of the Androids. Thank you, Patrick Jordan, iPad Insights, for joining us. We'll see you on Yats tomorrow, I believe. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Good deal. Seth, good of you to join us once again. I enjoyed uh, it. Nick, yeah. good to have you back. And Eric, thank you. Where can they oh, email? Thank you. Where can they email us, Eric? Well, Matt, they can email us at show at attackoftheandroids.com. Awesome. Subscribe in iTunes. Check out the Google Plus community. That's where we post stuff and hang out and talk smack throughout the week when we're not doing this show. Other than that, we'll catch you tomorrow for Yats. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attackoftheandroids.com.